last week sharing the mother's observations regarding darshan days we had stopped at what the mother has remarked about the 24th of april as being the sure sign of a decisive victory over the adverse forces this event happened in 1920 now we are close to a century it's quite natural quite a legitimate question that arises is that but we still see much evil in the world so what exactly this statement implies and how this action is going on fortunately for us we have the mother's own words which uh, reveal to us what really she had seen how things are going on how they are going to take shape actually she has left nothing unsaid of course these whatever she has spoken is very often in the form of seeds but we can see how it is working one of the big problems that we all face as human beings is the limitation of space and limitation of time so limitation of space is that we are aware of things within our narrow boundaries what's happening around us it's very difficult to see from that and derive what's happening all over the world at many levels for example very recently uh, we didn't know it's been going on for last 90 days that there was a fire raging in the hill states of uttarakhand uttaranchal and jammu kashmir i didn't know it till four days back somebody put it on my facebook post that you know there is a fire raging and nobody is even reporting it and then of course i saw that the media started reporting it and uh, steps are being taken and it was such a um, strange paradox that on one side there is drought people are dying for lack of water and on the other hand you need lots of water to douse these flames which was being poured of course millions of tons of water um, ndrf teams air force helicopters everything has been pressed into this fire has spread widely almost 45% to 50% of um, forest has come down just because of this fire but amidst all this news and of course the famous bribes and all that which we need not get into there was one news which suddenly caught an attention as a passing advertisement and uh, it's very interesting and these are news which give hope so it's the news about a girl who is in her maybe late teens or 20 years old a girl who is very interestingly named as gurmeher kaur gurmeher is the the grace of the lord the grace of the master and she is the daughter of one captain mandeep singh nobody would know his name and he is a martyr in kargil he died in the kargil war so this daughter has taken out a small um, video where she has spoken something with nice placards and now that has become viral lot of people are liking it so the video is very simple she stands and says when my father died i hated every pakistani in the world and for her it was very difficult to resist if ever she came to know any news about pakistan even about the muslim world she just couldn't help but hate till her mother told her something very interesting 
she said pakistan did not kill your father it is war that killed him and it's so true that the people who die in war killing each other if they met each other on another occasion maybe over a cup of coffee watching a movie they would just shake hands and probably you know go back happily but it's a different context a different story line being written for us by someone else these are the adverse forces they write a story for us which is not the true story the true story probably is that if the pakistani and the indian met together without all this background and the baggage they would probably enjoy a nice meal together there is there are advertisements like that also which are coming where um you know a hindu couple is standing in the corridor and a muslim lady opens and says would you like to have a cup of tea and they are hesitating <laughs> typical old timers and then finally they go in because the smell of the tea is very nice now it's an advertisement of tea but it's also an advertisement of uh, something beautiful that is happening as an undercurrent of life and these undercurrents which look like undercurrents but are really speaking seeds of a new life that's how the mother actually experienced when she goes into the abyss deep 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 down and then she says at the very bottom of the inconscious suddenly she comes across a spring which throws her up and this spring is teeming with the seeds of the new life so that's where we see these seeds which are running as undercurrents and that's why when of course we know mother had even then put it as room of falsehood where people would read newspapers now newspapers have become obsolete but other things have taken their place and when somebody would say mother i feel very depressed looking at the news and knowing about it and mother said what you will naturally be depressed if you look at, if you read these news they are not true then she insisted they are not true they are not saying the true things they are not saying the true things it's so true that they actually create a picture it's like not even we don't need a newspaper for this we just need two or three human beings so suddenly there is some small little event and look how it gets reported you know what happened now this you know what happened is enough to add a spice into it rest may be very bland but the spice has been added which gives it now the second person is eager to spread it he say you know what has happened and by the time it reaches the 10th person it is something totally different and that's why one of the simple examples uh, simple very practical things mother says that if you don't want evil to spread don't speak about it very difficult but see what com- how compelling it can be it insist on you know when good things happen we really feel like sharing but when things like this happen there is something very sensational human tongue is almost led to share and speak it it requires tremendous self control where you know we refuse to spread it and she says that you know it tends to spread the adverse forces and make it worse but there are good things happening and now very fortunately at least one of the tv channels few of them but one tv channel has started something called good news they just take out things which are good and the prime minister has appreciated it he had taken note of it and said it's very nice that you know at least it's a sign of changing times that we are beginning to speak of things which are beautiful because it's very important so a lot of things are happening but as i said one limitation is space second is time we have a very brief lifetime so we don't see much but if we see through large spaces of time 
think about the author of bande mat author of anand mat bankim chandra so he writes about a time a moment of history when some sanyasis overthrew the muslims but then the british came in and british occupied the land this is how the anand mat is about so he writes about simultaneously a victory and a defeat there is a success in the sense the muslims are overthrown by the sanyasis this event actually this something like this did take place but it was way back but what he also ends it up is on a sad and tragic semi tragic note and that's that the britishers have come in and occupied the place so it's kind of a let down but the beauty is that the author did not know in all likelihood that this very novel will end up overthrowing the britishers if we see the important events that shaped india's freedom movement then the one event is anandmat and shobindo beautifully used it bande matram became a mantra even today you know we debate about bande matram but the fact is if india got independence it was the mantra of bande matram which stirred everybody's mind and heart and shobindo used it to the fullest uh, right from editing bande matram the journal to speaking about it openly he openly declared that rishi bankim chandra he was a rishi he was a seer in his own right and while the novel is about the rise of the british empire the effect is about the fall of the british empire so it's something very strange that how a same thing can have these kind of effects jhansi ki rani she died she did not see the results of her own you know actions but whenever we date back the freedom movement we invariably mention the jhansi ki rani though she died she died without seeing anything it was very sad tragic death if you look at it so we have a problem with time but even if we see the hundred year span since last 100 years plenty of places where the adverse forces had a hold have been snatched away science was itself a very strong hold to talk about god divine all this was anathema it was like superstitious ignorance now science itself is talking about god and god particle and what not the multiverse the it's it's turning into that direction scientists are more open to receive god into their laboratories earlier they had already denied his entry in the field of women it's amazing one of the first women first got right to vote we may be surprised it was in 1920s i'm not sure prob- probably the united states i may be wrong but most likely 1925 probably or maybe 1920 but 1920s the women got right to vote before that they had no right even to vote so they had no choice whoever is elected they they can't vote this was the dismal state look at where we are now where women not only have the right to vote they can become president prime minister and anything for that matter it's a big change so the mindset which was clearly a mindset held by the adverse forces is slipping they are they are losing ground actually with each passing day they are losing ground and in so many fields we know that india uh, i mean the world broke through into first into air the right brothers the first flight 1903 and then of course space and all other things the atomic bomb that itself became a door opening towards something new it was strangely again a weapon to kill now the atomic energy has become a instrument to give light and power to so many so so much is happening all around the world if we see through large spaces of time we will see 
that slowly, as Shobindo says in Savitri, slowly the light grows greater in the east. It's so true. If we look at 1900 beginning, Europe and particularly the British Empire dominated almost almost whole of Asia, barring China, Japan and maybe here and there and Africa. And America was a rising nation if you look at 1900. Today, Europe is a sinking nation. America, of course, is on the ascendant and Asia is a reason. What should Bindu had predicted? So we see, of course, Kim Jong too is uh, an anomaly. <laughs> but the fact is that large portions of Asia are rising up. And it's so strange that things have changed and many things, the coming together of um, America and India, many things which mother had predicted and I think we had spoken about this earlier and more and more we'll speak. So in many ways we can see that the new world is coming up and asserting itself more and more. That which was an undercurrent of life is becoming more and more the mainstream of life. So with this little background, we read something in our own words. So what is it that had happened? This of course, the conversation is of 1962. But the mother is recounting something else. And she says, but I understand your question. The question is, you want to know if this has an effect on all identical vibratory modes in the world. Mother has said that adverse forces will be conquered. So she says, you want to know that will this individual conquest translate into conquest all over the world? Mother says, in principle, yes. So it's a victory in principle, first of all. But the effects may not be immediately visible. In the first place, our field of observation is nothing. Materially, what do we know? This of course is so true that we see very little uh, that is happening. It is, you know, it certainly reminds me of Krishna in the Kaurav Sabha and where he is telling that, you know, please give five villages, I beseech you, Please give five villages to Pandavas and they deny his request. And Jayashankar Prashad has captured this moment so powerfully that then Krishna reveals his Virat rope. And it's, it's a beautiful poetry. It's, it's very powerful actually. Worth reading in original Hindi. He shows that all the winds and the quarters and the fires, they are all in him. And then he tells in the end that now it is decided with this choice you have made that there will be war. That is definite. But I am still giving you a chance. Search in this battlefield where is your dead body lying. It's a very powerful, you know, he has captured it. Now, this is how things are won in principle. But it takes a long time for it to manifest. And then mother describes an experience. In 1920, for example, I had an experience of that type. So we are speaking of that year when mother came. Which resulted in a symbolic but terrestrial action. It was a vision. Where each nation was represented by a symbolic entity. And there was a certain type of horror, of terror rather, a certain will of terror was trying to manifest in that gathering of all nations. And I was witness to the whole thing. 
Now imagine mother is having this in 1920 when the war has ended. The League of Nations was formed. People must have been hopeful that perhaps we will not have any more war because the war, the first world war was called as the war for peace because people fought to bring peace into the world. But mother is seeing something else. And I was witness to the whole thing. I remember it being a very conscious and rather long and detailed vision with a more intense reality than physical things. It was in the subtle physical. She doesn't recount the vision here. But it is noted in volume 2, words of long ago. Uh, I don't remember the page now. But it is there in volume 2, words of long ago, where she recounts certain dreams and visions. Now it is very interesting that she says that at the top of the mountain there is a tower and in the tower at the top there is a huge hall where she is on one side leaning against a window which is opening outside and then she sees on the left side on the hall that there are steps on which there is a throne on which there is a king seated there who calls himself lord of nations we know it's an asura and next to him there is a young bridal, a lady in a bridal makeup and mother knows that she is a young nation uh, and she describes also the bride, my, I don't know, just a feeling it could be Israel but maybe I am wrong but this feeling I got when I was reading it that it could be Israel, young nation which has come, you know and mother's own uh, roots connected there. She says that also, that I was physically connected to this nation. So, you know, there is some kind of a, it couldn't be France because France was not a young nation. So, she is there and everybody in that assembly is terrified. And this Asura tells this young lady, you want to marry me? Because whoever marries him will become the most powerful nation in the world. And she says, first you drink this. And he gives a glass from a decanter, pours some liquid and this young girl sees its blood. So she is disgusted. She can't take it. And he laughs and says, what? You can't even pass this first test. What are you going to do? There are more to follow. Then mother gets interested and she sees that it's not blood. She is deceiving her. It's actually plain transparent water. So she shouts and tells this girl, don't worry, take it. It's water, nothing else. Trust me and take it. So she trusts, looks at mother, trusts and takes it. But she says in a language which nobody can understand. But this Asura who is seated on top, suddenly he looks at her and knows his plan has been foiled. And then the whole room grows dark. And an even more darker figure emerges from that and a battle ensues. It's a very graphic description. Now in that battle there is only one point and the point is if this dark formidable figure can manage to touch the mother's heart with his finger then this world will be overrun by terror so she has to prevent and this goes on for quite some time till towards the end this very so called asura doesn't realize what's happening and he stretches his hand to pick up something from the table the mother uses his hand to finish terror and terror crumbles dust. It's exactly, if you see, it's almost like Savitri's description of death of death. And then he doesn't know what has happened. And then she smiles 
and tells this asura you know what together with your help we have conquered terror and he doesn't know what to respond because he has become an unwitting instrument to destroy it now this has happened in 1920 the mother recounts it at that point of time terrorism was not a menace in the world in fact this term came much later there were other things there were war there were calamities there was plague there was all kinds of horror murders robberies but terrorism has become a phenomena much later it is the last point in fact the mother describes this dark formidable being as a shadow of the truth that i had in myself so he is the reverse just the shadow like rama and ravana so terror's birth and its destruction has been done we can witness the birth of terror and we can also witness how nations are uniting in a global fight against terrorism it's now almost certain that terrorism is fighting a losing battle and we can see very clearly that behind it just as this girl said that it is not pakistanis who killed it is war that killed we can go one step further and say it is the adverse forces because their task is to create quarrels when two human beings quarrel sure enough adverse forces are having fun they like to watch soap operas and they like to watch these soap operas so what do they do they don't have televisions so we are their live televisions they switch on the channel there are homes where quarrels are taking place all the time and they watch it for half an hour one hour have fun then they say oh this is getting boring they go to another house then these people who are fighting feel drained of energy and say oh my god oh, useless but their energy has been sucked away this is how they go watching from like people sitting watching one soap opera to another and ultimately get exhausted and hit the bed so they do this on a small scale on large scale they create wars so this is how the mother speaks of this vision she says that you know i don't remember all the details but as i said it's there in words of long ago i came out of it i could say with total conviction terror has been overcome in the world strange terror has not even started in the world and the mother has declared terror has been overcome in the world 100 years would elapse i have a feeling that 2020 which is a year which strangely many people have predicted uh, as an year of great events i have a feeling that a major step would be taken for uprooting of terror from the world because this is a vision of 1920 of course it was not literally true plenty of people still feel terror she is saying that but a certain type of terror was as if undermined at the foundations what had already manifested kept on and is gradually being exhausted but the terror that was trying to increase and dominate the life of nations was stopped cold so something had manifested that goes on till its karma is exhausted and this is exactly like in individual yoga so also in the yoga of the world certain past tendencies have created in us certain motions and in the present we carry this burden this what is called the karma the heavy load <laughs> so even when something in us does not want it a will does not want it by past momentum it goes on like when we apply brakes the car doesn't stop of course <laughs> brakes fail <laughs> that's a different story but when we apply brake it doesn't stop immediately it screeches a distance then comes to a halt and it is safer if it stops slowly 
if it stops suddenly the car will overturn so also when inwardly we have a sankalp a will that we won't do this then slowly it will go on till some time slowly initially the will goes away then interest becomes less even then when rasgulla is before us we still want to eat if it is not before us we can forego it then after some time we say it's there but maybe we can we can eat it tomorrow so we keep it in the fridge so mastery is coming up earlier we used to go make elaborate arrangement to buy rasgulla and eat it now it has come to a point where it is in the fridge for one full week two weeks one month and we have not even opened the tin box recounting a fact by the way but you know slowly then you say okay let me share this rasgulla then after a while one day rasgulla is bound to go away from nature because the will is there to overcome it so also that when something is struck from the foundation human beings have already been infected by the virus it's like you know when virus affects us it takes time for it to drop off because it will run a full circle but after it goes our body becomes immune so terror has infected the world and it will go then mother says again i have had other similar experience experiences on durga's day for instance when shurabindu was still here you know that's the day when durga masters an asura she doesn't kill him she masters him well each year one particular type of thing was undermined and afterwards i would realize it was durga's day and each time i used to tell shurbindo look today this or that thing has been cut off at the roots that's how it works with the adverse forces see ravana is dead and gone but at least some shadow of ravana still exists that's why every year he has to be burnt so that's how <laughs> something tinivini still exist that's how it works with the adverse forces yes like something being uprooted from the world whatever has already spread out keeps going and follows its karma but the source is dried up so this is the important part that's also what happens it was in 1904 when the asura of consciousness and darkness made his surrender two asuras though they are mentioned together out of the four in 1904 itself mother had started this work so these two had accepted conversion and said we will become your instrument and mother has even said they have become very good instruments she has gone on to say a converted asura is a much more useful instrument to the divine than an innocent angel so these two asuras consciousness which had become unconsciousness and darkness which is and light which had become darkness these two are converted already and they are doing her work in the world but they had a problem he told me i have millions and millions of emanations and these will keep on living but their source has now run dry so even there is a event which is related to this which many people are not aware mother once actually gave to one of these converted fellows a physical almost a physical body mother says it was very close almost physical and then said what are you going to do he said i am going to create the chinese revolution so he went there sarism went away and but he couldn't remain in the body for more than 6 months because the body could not 
carry that density and mother has spoken about it it's a you know in very interesting story uh, in china he created a chinese revolution we can't say but the source has dried up and that is something Im- Im- extremely important in 1920 that terror was trying to spread all over the world and to become really catastrophic but now it had dried up at its source this means that little by little little by little little by little the karma is being exhausted it's very interesting and then she speaks about many things including that you know the vision that she had of india being free and it took 32 years for india to become free the same thing about unification of india and pakistan very few pe- people know that in 1957 there was a, actually a proposal from pakistan to unite with india after jinnah's death that you know it's difficult to manage like this let's come together but india threw away the chance so now of course it will happen either through cricket matches or god knows what what something will bring together but 1957 a chance had come to unite india and pakistan this is doesn't go much reported by the media for various reasons but that apart then further she reveals about this she says in fact at one place very interestingly that right from my birth these asuras have been chasing me particularly one titan the um, the lord of nations he has been attached to my body from my birth and he tries to attack me to destroy me several times it has tried and um, he was very closely they were very closely connected to the mother several times and then because they can't destroy her they attack she has said all those who love me so those who have that love in their heart towards the mother they attack them this she reveals here this titan has been specially sent to attack this body but he can't do it directly so he uses people in my entourage either it possesses them or takes hold of them it is something fated all those around me who are close to me and especially those capable of love have been attacked by him and then she says if you have succumbed even shurbindo has spoken of this uh, in his private correspondence to nallida which of course is now become public he follows me like a shadow and each time there is the least little opening in someone near me he is there of course she also gives the example of the little girl in her entourage we all know the girl whom she had named chinmayi and she used to be attacked with these impulses to push the mother down and things like that and when people asked why do you keep her near you and mother said if she goes into the world there will be havoc so it was her way she was showing compassion even towards and only once it seems that she scolded her and shurvindo or slapped her and shurvindo told mother you ought not to have done that and she recounts this as shurvindo's compassion knowing fully well that you know she has been possessed by this being because there was an opening there are many interesting stories of shurvind and the mother like that we will we are reading reading this correspondence which is going on in the bulletin of course and how somebody shouted at of course i knew the story but didn't know who the person is shouted at mother and then shurvind is reported to have come out and said who is this shouting at the mother 
very seldom people have seen shurbindo in an assertive way one and only time perhaps or twice and then of course the person couldn't stay so how people get attacked by these forces it is instructive that's why the mother is revealing to us the power of this titan comes from an asura and then of course he says there are four of them two have already been converted and the other two the lord of death and the lord of falsehood made an attempt to conversion by taking on a physical body we know who these two were one was of course the mother's teacher in occultism and the other was mother's husband so they had taken a physical body to be near for conversion and they have been intimately associated with my life the story of these asuras would be very interesting to recount the lord of death disappeared he lost his physical body and i don't know what has become of him it is so true that theo died a very mysterious death there are many kinds of speculation some say yes we know some say we don't know but it is true that he died a very very mysterious death but the other one the one who now rules over this earth he tried hard to be converted but he found it disgusting this is 1959 march 26th at times he calls himself the lord of nations it is he who sets all wars in motion and only by thwarting his plans could the last war be won this one does not want to be converted not at all and we know that how mother had literally worn his disguise to make germany attack russia and that was the end of everything he wants neither the physical transformation nor the supramental world for that would spell his end besides he knows we talk to each other then mother says something very sweet beyond all this we have our relationship for after all you see i am his mother too this is amazing <laughs> it's i have read such stories only in the upanishads in the puranas and of course we have the famous story in ramayana that how the divine mother actually this is the way ramayana has to be seen not the way that divine mother willingly went all the way to lanka to convert this asura tried her best rama sent emissary she remained there that at least by her influence by her presence by the power that radiating purity of love probably this fellow will realize and get converted but he refuses so this is one way to look at the whole story probably it will be written like that one day one day he told me so he also tells her i know you will destroy me she knows he knows but meanwhile i will create all the havoc possible like a real naughty naughtiest of horrible child the asura of falsehood is the one who delegated the titan that is always near me he chose the most powerful titan there is on earth to send him specially to attack this body so now we connect the dots of the 1920 story that who was this powerful titan closely connected to her to attack the body and to physically destroy and the mother knowing everything because she is the divine mother she has a different game plan she promises to the lord i will convert him so she keeps him near her tries 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 but he refuses conversion but at the same time he doesn't succeed in his plans so that's how it is a 
victory over the adverse forces these are of course asuras are hostile not just adverse in the end only the supramental will have the power to destroy it so that's what we read mother knew it has to be done in another way she was fighting it with that truth inside when the hour comes all this will disappear without any need to do anything so we don't have to worry it will happen when it has to happen two more small things so do we have a role in this great battle like monkeys and squirrel is there something we can do so mother says yes something you can do now because these adverse forces held sway over the earth something of their poison is circulating in our system you know medical science tells us what is toxin toxin is something which is normally naturally present in the body except when we take a poison from outside but body is full of toxins urea creatinine these are all toxins up to a certain point they are normal sugar it's a toxin up to a certain point it's normal but when it exceeds a certain point it becomes abnormal so something of this adverse force is there in the very skin that we wear so what we have to do is we have to share our own cross our own burden and then offer it to the divine and this is the solution she says that she found this solution because then she says she she was fighting the battle and she says this is not to be done this way it is to be done another way this another way she speaks on january 21 1962 actually people have always taken themselves for victims hounded by adverse forces the courageous fight back the rest lament but increasingly there has been a very concrete vision of the role the adverse forces play in the creation of their almost absolute necessity as goads to make the progress and become its origin again and then she discovers what is the way to work it out so here he says the adverse forces were necessitated by all that these negations of the divine life so one day the mother identifies with all of them this is the holocaust of the supreme like chinnamasta she plunges headlong the bright mother gauri becomes the dark mother kali all the violence all the terror becomes personified in her she becomes a being of terror she becomes the dark mother seeing whom terror feels terror that's the birth of kali that she is out of her love when gauri goes near darkness she becomes that she takes that color that robe and of course we worship her because it's the mother's love she embodies the greatest love because out of love she has plunged into darkness she has sacrificed her throne in kailash that is the secret behind worship of kali as mother mother the terrible so she mother says she identifies with all these negations of the divine life and this movement of earth consciousness towards the supreme the offering of all these things with such extraordinary intensity was a kind of reparation so that these adverse forces might disappear the experience was very intense it crystallized in this way take all my wrong doings take them all accept them obliterate them and may those forces disappear the mother identifying with them is offering them this is what is meant by she is drinking the blood of raktabij all the poison she is drinking into herself 
so long as a single human consciousness carrying the possibility of feeling acting thinking or being in opposition to the great divine becoming it is impossible to blame anyone else for it and then she remembers it was like a memory an eternally present memory of that consciousness of supreme love it came after the vision of the great divine becoming since this world is progressive she asked this question that won't there always be something which is relatively undivine or anti-divine and then she plunges headlong into it and it corresponds to a state where you are so perfectly identified with all that is that you concretely become all that is anti-divine and so you can offer it up it can be offered up and really transformed through this offering now there is something for us and she will clarify because it's a very subtle point this sort of will in people for purity for good which in ordinary mentality is expressed by a need to be virtuous wherever there is virtue there is vice hidden behind so that's why divine divine is transcends virtue and vice it transcends good and evil he says wherever there is this need this will she says is actually the great obstacle to true self giving it's the root of falsehood the very source of hypocrisy the refusal to take up one's share of the burden of difficulties and that's what shurbindo has touched upon directly and very simply do not try to be virtuous what is mother telling us she will clarify do not try to be virtuous see to what extent you are united one with all that is anti divine take up your share of the burden accept to be impure and false yourself and in doing you will be able to take up the shadow and offer it don't see others defects and faults see the darkness that is within us and offer it to the lord for changing it don't say that others are bad i am a very nice neat clean sadhu bachcha this is dangerous see that where that little adversary is in me whether it's in others blood everybody's blood something of that poison is circulating it's the other person's problem <laughs> our problem is not less so we have to work on that take up your share of the burden accept to be impure don't try to be among the pure accept to be with those who are in darkness and in total love offer it all it's very powerful thing accept to be with those who are in darkness don't try to be pure that is the greatness of shiva shiva's love which is so difficult for anyone to understand but parvati knows it immense love inside that heart what is that love he takes the serpents calls the demons shivindra used the word refuge of the lost those who are abandoned go near him and seek shelter and like mother and shivindra they are said okay come in you too shivindra said my kismat when somebody said sir what disciples we are he says as to the disciples i agree well kismat kismat he says you are very 
Urdu, what kismat? What can I do? He doesn't say it's love because Shobhinda is full of humility. The point is not to perpetuate those things but to offer them up because the time has come to manifest this power. Now she speaks about the secret which is a power of love, of love, not merely of identity, of love, of perfect love for perfect love alone can offer. Kali in her perfect love can destroy Asura at the roots because she becomes like them. She doesn't remain high up there sending some forces. And then when this experience comes to us, her, she says, it was as if the universal mother were turning towards the Lord and saying, at last we are ready. Then mother clarifies, when this talk was being published, she clarified, instead of do not try to be virtuous, the mother put, do not try to seem virtuous. And she added, there is a drawback here. People never understand anything or rather they understand everything in their own way. So even when we read Mother and Shivabhinda, there is no guarantee. We will end up, you know, unless we have read the whole thing and get the drift. They would take this sentence as an encouragement to get into mischief, to misbehave, to <laughs> entertain wrong feelings and then proclaim, we are the Lord's favorites. So she knows that people will do it. She says, this is not what it means. It means accept that there is a shadow. Offer it to the divine. Don't perpetuate it. Don't indulge in it. Don't start spreading it all around. But simply offer it. So last bit where the same secrets he speaks of. We'll continue the rest of it next so, on December 23rd, 1961, the disciples asked her, when mother says, I have found the key, the key, because she said in 1920, there is another way it is to be done. Then the disciple asked, this power, is it love? Mother says, well, yes, it is the essence of love. It translates into love. But of course, I am not at all speaking of the human physical quagmire. I am speaking of the most wonderfully beautiful and pure love imaginable. The love that is in Shiva's heart and in Kali's sword. That love. This power is the origin of that love. And it is in the supreme. And it has always been said that that and that alone could bring the adverse forces to a halt. We will stop here and continue next week.